most people don't actually think of a conversion path when they start building their business mm. or trying to sell their products. And so that's a big mistake that pe- most people make. This is Chris Reynolds and welcome to the Entrepreneur House podcast. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six and seven figure entrepreneurs creating events and retreats all over the world. Picture yourself spending four weeks with other high level entrepreneurs in the northern mountains of Thailand this coming October and November 2017. It will be full of masterminds, workshops, advisors, like minded entrepreneurs and of course some fun adventure. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with other successful entrepreneurs, be sure to Apply at theentrepreneurhouse.com. Today, listeners, we are joined by Phil McNevin. Phil is the founder of a top-notch digital marketing agency and the master at conversion funnels, product launches, and membership sites. Phil has spent years working side-by-side with Eben Pagan, one of the biggest names in the internet marketing world. From that experience, Phil decided to go out on his own and land some other big-name clients such as Jordan Belfort from the Wolf of Wall Street, Christian Michelson, and the team from the foundation. On this episode, we get the opportunity to pick Phil's mind about conversion funnels, creating a marketing plan and conversion funnel before a business is created, product launches, and his new podcast. Phil offers some key tips on what he learned from working with these high-level entrepreneurs, how he implements his knowledge into business, and how you can too. It's an incredible episode and one that I'm really excited to present. And without further ado, let's welcome Phil McNevin to the show. And welcome, Phil, to the podcast. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me. And tell the listeners where you're calling in from. I am calling in from beautiful Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, which is on the east coast of Canada. It's a it's a rare gem of a place. <laughs> Not very many people have heard of it, but it's a it's a beautiful, amazing place. I've heard really amazing things, and if there's any traveling entrepreneurs out there, from what I hear about Prince Edward Island, that it's a must visit. And Nova Scotia is up there too, but not a lot of people go there. But it's one of the gems that I think people should visit because that reason. Phil, let's jump into you as an entrepreneur and what you've got going on today. So we'll let you have the mic. Yeah. So I am the CEO and founder of a digital marketing uh, agency called Lift Media. Uh, Our website is liftmedia.co if you feel like checking it out. Um, And basically what we do is we um, are focused primarily on improving and optimizing conversion funnels for uh, mostly info marketers or people in the experts industry space. And how long have you had Lift Media? Uh, it's a fairly new venture. I mean, we are going into our third year. Um, so it's something I started just after I had my second child. Um, I realized that at the time I was working for um, one of the top internet marketers in the world, I guess. Uh, his name's Evan Pagan, which most people have heard of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I was doing all of the the product launches, all of the design for all of his websites, building out his membership sites, um, and doing all of his funnels, which I really enjoyed. Um, and I learned a ton, both from a conversion perspective as well as a marketing perspective. Um, and it really kickstarted my my entrepreneur spirit again. I mean, I've I've been an entrepreneur since I was a teenager, um, or always had that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, but working with him uh, really kickstarted that again. And then um, after working with him for about five and a half years, and when my son was born, I decided to 
move on and try something different. So I started building up my own clientele and doing very similar stuff that I used to do for Evan, but for other people. So started working at the time with Jordan Belfort, The Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. and uh, working with Christian Michelson and just a bunch of other uh, key influencers and started as a one-man shop and eventually grew it to 10, which is where we're at today. And I think the audience might be a little curious, Phil, how did you get hooked up with Eben Pagan? Yeah, so that's quite a story. <laughs> um, so like I mentioned, I've been I've been an entrepreneur since I was a teen. Um, always wanted to start my own business. I eventually tried out a whole bunch of different stuff. So if you want to go in the long story, it's, you know, I've tried everything when I was right out of high school from getting certified as a personal trainer. I uh, certified as a fitness instructor, certified as a financial planner. Um, <laughs> I did, I did, uh, ran a ski school for a year. Um, went to business school for a year and didn't really fit the academic life. Um, tried design school, but that didn't really suit me. And so eventually I called all of the different advertising companies and just said, Hey, you know, I'll work for you for free. Just teach me what you know. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I got started in the design industry. So I worked in the design industry for several years, um, mostly freelancing, um, and worked for a couple of startups. Eventually started my own company, uh, a video game, a crowdsourced video game development studio, which uh, I eventually sold after running it for nine months. Mm-hmm. And then uh, kind of got back into design. And at that point, I, I thought I'd have to, you know, try different things. So one of the opportunities that came across my desk was doing background art for uh, an animated TV series. And so I, I worked on that, and I loved it. I really loved um, working on animated shows, the artwork. It was just, it kind of took me back to my roots, because as I was a child, I loved to, to draw. That's all. I did that all day, every day. <laughs> so after having actually tasted, you know, what it was like to work on a, on an animated feature, on an animated series, I decided I was going to move to Los Angeles and pursue a career in animation. Um, I had a couple of um, family members who worked for various networks, Disney, Fox, all that kind of stuff. So I thought maybe if I went back to school, um, got some education in animation, then I can tap into their networks and potentially start my animation career. Um, As I was exploring that, um, I was looking for some part-time work that I could do in the meantime. Mm -hmm. And that's when I came across a job ad on Craigslist, (laughs) (laughs) out of all places, um, to work for this guy doing like basically all stuff that I knew how to do. It was you know, building websites, doing stuff in WordPress, doing like uploading videos to YouTube, uh, some Photoshop work, all that kind of stuff. And so I applied for it, and uh, it turns out it was for Evan. All right. And um, it was kind of only meant to be a, a temporary thing. <laughs> yeah. So the job ad actually said, you know, you can come work with with us for three months on a part-time basis uh, from home virtually and if that works out well then come work for us full-time in my mind I interpreted that as 
great, I can do that part-time from Prince Edward Island while I'm looking for more permanent residence in Los Angeles. Mm. And I can maybe continue to work on that job while I'm going through school for animation. And when they say, come work with us full-time, I was thinking, okay, by, by the three months, hopefully I'll have a place near their office in Santa Monica and I can go then and work physically in their office. Turns out it was Evan. He's master, like he's a total master at marketing, which I absolutely love. Um, and the whole job was completely virtual. They had no offices whatsoever. I could continue doing the work from home and I just fell in love with it. Um, I had not heard of Evan at the time. Uh, he wasn't in my circle of influence, uh, but I come to realize how big of a name he was in the marketing space and how well respected he was and um, just completely consumed all of the content that he put out there and just fell in love with the industry and that's basically how I got started. And you never made it to LA? I never made it to LA. Okay. I, I've since stayed in Prince Edward Island. And <laughs> <laughs> Real quick before we move on, I'd like to know, Phil, a couple key takeaways maybe that you learned from Eben and maybe in the marketing side of things because I know he's a brilliant mind. Yeah, so during my time with Eben, some of the key things that I took away was, number one, the most important thing as an entrepreneur, no matter what you're doing, is to contribute value. That's the number one thing. That's, that's the one thing that you should be thinking of when you're creating your products. That's the number one thing you should be thinking about when you're creating your marketing. And if you're not thinking about how you are adding value to your customers' lives, then you probably shouldn't be in business. <laughs> um, and your business is definitely not going to fly very far. Right. Um, because that's what selling products and services is all about. People have a need. Uh, they have a pain that they want to solve. And you're there to help them through that pain. And so whatever value that you can contribute, that's what you're there for. Um, that was probably the number one takeaway that I got. Um, and on, on top of that, it's not just like exchanging value for money. I mean, there is that too, because obviously you need to create a business that's sustainable. But a part of that is also just creating value because you can. And the more that you can create value because you can, the easier it is to build your authority, to build uh, a deeper relationship with your prospects. Because mm -hmm. uh, sometimes the buying cycle doesn't happen immediately, which a lot of people, especially if they're starting their business, expect it to. It's just like, let's build our product and then people will start buying it. It doesn't happen that way. It's They've got to trust you. They've got to know that you have a solution to their problem. And um, oftentimes it takes time. Um, I was interviewing someone for one of our podcasts and they had talked about how, typically speaking, someone will start following them and then they won't actually become a customer until two or three years later. Mm. So it just, it takes time. You got to build that relationship and keep at it. Um, so contributing value is the number one thing. And then the, the second most important thing that I took away from Evan, a combination of him and Seth Godin, is that uh, a lot of people, when they think about marketing, they think about marketing after the product's been created. So they see marketing as more of advertising. So I've got a product, how do I market it? 
But in reality, that's not really the case. Marketing starts before the product is created. Because in essence, marketing is how am I reaching someone with a problem and how am I bringing a solution to the table? That's really what marketing is all about. And so marketing, if you can think about that question and answer that question, that determines what product you create, not the other way around. So marketing comes before product and that determines like what the actual thing is that you're going to build because once you have the problem and you start thinking about the solution, that crafts and builds the product or service. And then it becomes one of those things that kind of sells itself in a sense because you've got something that's solving a really deep need. So when you went out on your own, Phil, and created Lyft Media, how did you implement that question into your your structure of your business and creating the product for Lyft Media? Where, how I basically started Lyft Media was there was this challenge that I'd noticed that people had um, in delivering their services. So a lot of the people that I deal with are online businesses who have websites who sell products online. And the major focus or the major challenge that they had was they were working with tech teams or design teams who were just focused on getting the job done. So say you, for example, had a website that you wanted to create. The primary focus of you creating your website is to sell your product. Mm -hmm. But when you hire a designer, their thought process, typically speaking, is how do I create this thing that the person wants? Right. What you want, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and so they are more of like, yes, people. Like, oh, you want this to look like this? Great, we could do it. Let's throw it up. The challenge was, was that they didn't challenge the person who wanted the website to create something that actually did sell their product. Right. And what these people that I'm serving desired was someone who understood how things sold online and was willing to come back to them and say, you know what, I think the approach that you're doing is wrong and here's how I see that you can better sell your services and be able to come with those marketing strategies to the table, not just here's a pretty website, there you go, pay me. It's I'm here to do business with you so that you sell more. And so when I noticed that need, that's how I crafted my business around it was, okay, well, let's, let's serve that need. Let's find other people who are experiencing the same challenge, who want someone who has the expertise on conversion to come in and help them better sell their, their products. I always think of it as not so much how much revenue and how much we can sell, but that's more of a a lagging indicator on our lead indicator, which is how much can we make money for our clients? How much revenue can we drive for our clients? So was that idea then put in your pitch when you were attempting to sell or enroll possible clients? Yep, exactly. So that became the basis of our pitch of like, okay, well, great. Um, 
honestly. And uh, typically, a lot of the times, it would be, you know, arranging a strategy session. And this mm-hmm. is actually something I picked up from Christian Michelson. Um, so I'm going to have, give him a little shout out here. But he has a product called Free Sessions at Cell, which is actually launching again soon. Um, but he talked about, you know, creating a free strategy session, which you can then go into a client with, understand their needs, and then sell them your services. Um, so for me, that was doing a strategy session with them, analyzing and auditing what they currently have, and then basically breaking down where they are missing opportunities, mm-hmm. where they're missing sales, and how much gen- how much more revenue they could have by capitalizing and optimizing the, uh, the places that they're sending traffic to and what that could look like. Phil, let's talk a little bit about conversion funnels. So this is one of your specialties. And I know that you mentioned that you see a lot of businesses starting off that don't have conversion funnels at all. And then you mentioned um, maybe giving some tips for uh, businesses that have been running for a while that have conversion funnels. Yeah, so to the first point, (laughs) this is actually a story I believe I heard from Evan. Mm -hmm. And he talked about there's this guy who... I can't remember his name, um, but he appeared on Oprah out of all platforms. So he had like the biggest stage, one of the biggest stages you could ever have. And he talked about himself and what he does and his services and all that kind of stuff. And he got his 15 minutes of fame, drove ton of traffic to his website. But when people landed there, he had no funnel in place. Uh. So... Basically, he got like the biggest boost of traffic he could ever get, but no way to convert them, no way to capture them as leads, no way to sell them. Um, and so it was basically, you know, 15 minutes of fame wasted. Right. And so that's something that I really want. I'm really passionate about people avoiding, especially in the startup world. Mm-hmm. If you're starting to get off, um, it's super important to have a conversion funnel in place. I made that same mistake whenever I first launched my very first podcast. (laughs) I was like, oh, this podcast is gonna be amazing. We're gonna have so many great entrepreneurs on. We're gonna talk about really great stuff. And it was, it was a really great podcast. Uh, We had a lot of people listening to it, a lot of people downloading it. And we had a lot of really great comments um, on how much like the, the conversation helped them in their journey as an entrepreneur. But we had no conversion funnel in place. Right. So it was basically a year and a half of providing content with no like lead capture, no, you know, ways to convert them into a potential customer. Like it was just a I wouldn't call it a complete waste because going back to that first point, I I totally enjoyed providing the value that I did. Mm-hmm. Um but in the end, it was not sustainable. I had to shut it down because it just wasn't able to, uh, to provide for itself. We weren't creating a list. We weren't creating any revenue, any of that kind of stuff. So that's something that I really want people to avoid is to go in without some sort of funnel. Um, like how do we capture leads? How do we turn these into sales? And when we talked about you know the buyer's journey, the buyer's journey isn't necessarily immediate. So if you had a product that you wanted to sell and you just put it online and there was no way to create a return path in case somebody landed on your site and for some reason bounced, then you've lost them. 
it's going to be a lot harder to bring them back as a sale. Right. Whereas if you can create some sort of conversion funnel, whether it's you know what we call lead magnets, which is a way to entice someone to opt into a mailing list so that you can continue to remarket to them through email campaigns or could be as simple as putting on Facebook remarketing pixels so that way if someone lands on your website, then you can remarket to them using Facebook paid ads. There's got to be some sort of funnel process in place to bring people deeper and deeper through their buyer's journey to a point where they'll eventually convert into a sale. And you even recommend having this set up before the business is launched, correct, right? Yeah. I mean, ideally, like this is something I learned from Jeff Walker. He calls it um, like your pre-launch campaign or um, even further out, he calls it your shot across the bow. So if you have something even just a simple lead capture that says, hey, you know, we're launching this soon. Enter your name and email to keep up on updates. Or if you have like some sort of really simple lead magnet that you can provide value immediately, mm-hmm. even better. Um, that way you can start building up your list and then use that to not only sell your product when it's ready to, to actually launch, but also use it to market to them over a longer period of time so that eventually... Uh, they'll hit what I call is like the conversion crossroads uh, or the customer crossroads. So when their need that they have meets the product that you have and the value that you add, that's when they convert into a buyer. So let me ask you this. You had an experience with a podcast and you ran it for a year and a half. If you were going to start uh, a podcast again, what type of conversion funnel would you have on it? Speaking of which, <laughs> I'm actually launching a new podcast. Hey. <laughs> um, so that's a really excellent example. Um, what we are doing, we're doing two things. So the first thing is that we're creating a pre-launch list. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in the process of doing that right now so that when people go and are interested in the podcast, we're going to do a bit of a pre-launch, get people excited about it, and start building our list right away so that we can start marketing our podcast um, once we actually launch in iTunes and Stitcher and all those other great places. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll not only help us drive traffic to our podcast and keep us in the new notable list for longer, um, but longer term, it also keeps people on our list so that we can start marketing any sort of important uh, value adds and offers that we want to make in the longer term. Uh, on top of that, we're going to be running a contest as well, which will hopefully also uh, maintain our position on the new and notable list for as long as we possibly can, um, but also you know give some extra value for those who are the early listeners who want to jump in and start supporting us right away. Um, and that contest is basically you know opt in, um, listen to our podcast, leave us a review, and then you'll be qualified to win a uh, conversion funnel from us. Mm. So. That's going to be one of the things that we're doing to actually start on the right foot and start building a conversion path right away. And what's your podcast called and what's it about? Uh, So the podcast is called Automate and Convert. So it's all about optimizing your conversion funnels as well as business automation. Uh, So we're going to be interviewing people like, um, you know, we've we've done interviews with Tim Page, uh, Jason Swank, um, Andrew Warner, Amy Porterfield, just people who are in the online uh, information space who are really great at conversion and um, 
you know, generating rent review for their business through online conversion funnels and how they automate their back end and how they do their nurturing sequences and their return paths um, to convert leads into buyers. So that's what it's all about. When will that be live? Uh, we are launching it in April 2017. So if I don't know when this is going live, but that's the date. <laughs> so if this if it hasn't launched yet, then definitely jump on our launch list if it interests you. Um, it'll be at liftmedia.co forward slash podcast. Um, but if it has launched, then definitely check us out. That's one I'll definitely be checking out. Okay, let's talk a little bit about product launches. And this is one of your specialties. What kind of tips would you give for the entrepreneurs out there that are just hustling away, building their business and trying to take it to the next level. It's product launches are such a funny thing. So, um, I would probably say the biggest takeaway that I've had from all my years doing product launches is to do a product launch. Well, I guess I, I'm going to preface this with depends on what kind of industry you're in, in a sense. Um, but typically speaking, I would focus on launching a product or doing some sort of conversion funnel process for the product before you actually build and create it. Mm. So um, in the information space, what that looks like is, you know, crafting your offer of what kind of a product that you want to create, but not going through the whole process of recording your videos, um, building your membership site, like all that stuff. Um, until after you've pre-sold your product. Because that can save you a lot of time and a lot of money um, if you are crafting something that people don't want to buy or you're crafting something that you haven't figured out the conversion process yet. Excellent. That's a big mistake that a lot of people make that I've seen time and time again. Uh, having coached a lot of people in the information marketing spaces, they spend, you know, tens of thousands of dollars uh, hiring like video crews or trying to do it themselves, um, you know, shooting videos, wasting lots of hours crafting a product, and then in the end only to find out that it doesn't sell. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that before many times. <laughs> so heartbreaking to me. <laughs> You're like, oh, I should have tested it first. Um, yeah, exactly. It's so and it's so much easier and so much quicker to like, you know, use something like lead pages or click funnels or even if you have a little bit of skill WordPress uh, to build out a quick little, you know, opt-in page mm -hmm. and create a craft a little offer and be like, "Hey, are you interested in like are you challenged with this problem and are you interested in XYZ solution?" If yes, opt-in below. If you get nobody or your conversion rates on your page is really low, then obviously you haven't hit the true problem yet right? Um, or aren't able to effectively communicate your solution. And so that would take some massaging because even if, even if the, the problem exists and even if your solution is great, if you can't communicate it and market, market it, uh, well, <laughs> then you're not ready for a launch yet. Makes sense. Phil, we're going to wrap up there, man. I want to give you a big thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for sharing your wisdom and tips with the audience. And we really appreciate you taking your time to join us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great.
no problem. If the listeners wanted to reach out to you to learn more about Lift Media or what you're doing, where's the best way they could do that? Yeah, so they can go to liftmedia.co, and that has all the information about you know us and what we do. Uh, if you want to reach out to me personally, um, you can email me at phil at liftmedia.co, and that'll go to me directly, and you may potentially get a response from my assistant but it does go across my desk (laughs) so you can email me there um if you're a twitter type of person you can follow me at phil mcnevin and then if you want to follow me on facebook you can go to facebook.com forward slash phil mcnevin and that my last name is spelled m-a-c-n-e-v-i-n and uh yeah check me out there send me a message i personally respond to all of the Facebook messages that come my way. So if you ever want to reach out, those are the best ways to do it. We'll put all the links in the show notes. Phil, thanks again so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. And listeners, thanks for joining us once again. And we'll see you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six and seven figure entrepreneurs. Imagine spending an extended period of time with other successful entrepreneurs working together and growing your business. Day to day, you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality around business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for attendees, and you get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. This year, our main event will be held in Chiang Mai, Thailand. It is four weeks from October 26th to November 24th and held for six and seven figure entrepreneurs only. It will be full of workshops, masterminds, advisors, co-working, and fun weekend social events. Be sure to check out the details at theentrepreneurhouse.com as soon as possible. This event will fill up fast. For those of you that are interested and have some questions, be sure to contact us through theentrepreneurhouse.com forward slash contact. We will respond as soon as possible. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.